You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for another Survivor Game Changers episode recap, episode four of the 34th season. Another interesting episode to talk about, and it's good to be back. I wasn't here last week. I'm back. Had a lovely week away, and I think Colin mentioned that I was off doing qualifying lap stuff and everything else in between. Some of that was true. Otherwise, I just needed to get away from him from a bit. Only kidding. Hello, Colin. Hope you're listening. And just for those people listening at home, you don't know who the hell I am. My name is Ben, otherwise known as Mr. Blah, 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 Ben. And uh, speaking of blah, 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 this next person on the show does not <laughs> say any of that because... She's an amazing, awesome person. I'm so excited to be able to have her on the Oz Network, a former c- frequent guest of ours on Survivor Oz and a very good friend of the show, a very good friend of our community and a very good friend of mine too. At least I hope so. We'll have to find out. Uh, from Season 21 of Survivor Nicaragua, it's Kelly Shin. Purple <laughs> Kelly. Kelly, welcome to the Oz Network. Uh, thank you. I'm so tickled to be here again. We meet. Yes, we do. We can't escape each other. What's going on? <laughs> oh my gosh. I, it's, I have, I am so excited to talk about all of these people on this game changer season. We have a lot to discuss. We do. We do. <laughs> and, um, this is, this has been an interesting season so far. It's actually the first time I think I've had you on an episode, isn't it? Since we actually met in person. Um, a year ago now, weirdly, we just discussed that off air. So, um, sad, I know. we don't have mimosas. We don't have mimosas though, Kelly. What's going on? And now between this last year, we just get stuck talking about gossiping about all the survivors. We don't actually record it. I <laughs> feel <exactly>. like so. <laughs> <laughs> but only people could hear what we actually talk about rather than this episode business for the Oz Network. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, just we have all the dirt under the sun about all the seasons, though. Let me tell you, <laughs> that's coming soon to the Oz Network, uncensored, uh, just around the corner. Apparently, um, that would be a good episode. Actually, we should totally do that. But game changes, game changes. We can bring the mimosas up. We can talk about them later and have a few drinks. Yeah. But just generally, as we always start off within any of these episodes, uh, how how are you finding this season? Four episodes in it. Are you enjoying it? Are you liking it? You know what? So we're only four episodes, so I don't want to judge too much. But um, first episode, two hours long, absolutely wonderful. I was excited. It started off with Tony running for an idol, and I was like, you know what? This is going to be a dang good season. (laughs) I was surprisingly sad to see him leave, Um, but... I am not convinced that these are all game changers. So I'm a little stumped by the title of this. Granted, there are some on here that are 100% game changers. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping that things will get, they'll get going in the next couple episodes. I'm hoping to see some more action, some more backstabbing, some more um, idol saving and hunting and everything else because that to me is game changing. Well, it's definitely been a, a talking point I think since this was first announced because yeah we've mentioned a few times on the show I mean long rumored this season for a while names were leaked you know ages ago and initially sort of the the development of the season uh usually i think meant to be winners versus like early boots and legends and all these sort of things and they've settled on the title and again i've mentioned on air you and i were talking about this off air about the fact that if you just called this all stars 2 or something else fine you could be okay with it but it is a bit difficult isn't it to kind of defend 
people on this season, and no offence to someone like Haley, we always seem to bring her up in this conversation, but how did she change the game? I think that's most people's viewpoints on this. Well, she maybe holds a standard high for looking dang good out there with no makeup or anything. I mean, that could be a game changer. True. So if that's what we're going on, that's cool. Possibly. I think she's a great person. I think she's beautiful. But, yeah, I don't – like, she's not a game changer for – when I look at all the survivors, she's not one that I think of right off the top of my head. Yeah. Um. So, that like, that's a little disappointing. I think there's – a couple people. I'm really happy to see Aubrey back. I think that that's exciting. She's back to back here and um, back to back seasons, and that for the most part, and that's um, really. I would like to talk to her about that. I'd like to know the challenges and everything with everything, all of that actually. And then I love Jeff Varner. I think he's great as a person. Um, I'm trying not to be too negative on these people. Can you tell? <laughs> this is the, this is the Oz Network now, Kelly. This is Survivor Oz. You can be as negative as you want. I mean, come on, this is a whole new show. Sweet, but I'm just like I don't know how many good things I have to say right now. <laughs> um, I think Sierra, I Sierra Dawn, she is absolutely awesome. I don't know that she was like originally a game changer but i'm happy to see her back debbie was debbie a game changer the first time she played <sighs> I, I mean i wouldn't what like i don't it's it's, it's like, like debbie is someone who any day of the week you would bring back for another season 100 percent, she's entertainment gold we're going to talk about that this episode but like uh, yeah like can you define her <laughs> yeah, i mean just happening right now yeah well, I mean, well debbie's kind of like we've always kind of i think referred to her as like the female coach you know, she's got these amazing stories. She's entertaining. You know, you kind of always wonder, like, which part's real? What's she putting on? I mean, she's just great. But, yeah, when you kind of analyse it as somebody who changed the game, like, yeah, it's – I don't know if you could put her in that category. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Um, to me, she's just not a game changer. I don't know – I didn't really care for her as a player. I don't know if that's a common thought or whatnot. I know she has some history, some true uh, integrity issues, it sounds like, maybe <laughs> with her previous job prior to Survivor. <laughs> Which and one? So that, that <laughs> well, um, I, I, she could be a great person. Unfortunately, I, don't have the, I haven't had the chance to get to talk to her, but um, I'm... I wouldn't mind seeing her leave soon. Michaela, oh my gosh, episode one, right off the bat, she was having a little hot streak, and I was worried she was going to leave. Yeah, she. I thought she's she's going to be voted off. Well, she's another one. Again, it's kind of similar to Debbie. Like it's great TV. You're going to bring her back, um, but it's again, yeah. it's the time. I mean, I think I discussed this with T Bird. I think in our first episode. I mean, I I would argue, out of the four All Star seasons that we've had, this could be the most. I want to say complete cast in the fact that there's really every single one of these people, again, if it's just called All-Stars 2, you could always argue they're there for various reasons. You know, they're entertaining. They played well. They did this, that. Yeah. Like, each of the full All-Star seasons, we had a couple of duds. 
there maybe are a couple of duds in this season, but they have still all work well together. Again, it's just the title of the season that works against it. And and this is what I was saying to you all fair, and it's funny, actually. I heard Colin last week uh, talking up with Billy Garcia about sort of saying, like, hey, we can argue Billy's more of a game-changer than some of these people. I argued that with T-Bird in the first episode, that she was more of a game-changer than some of these people. And you know I'm going to put this out with you, Kelly. I said this is off-air, but our listeners need to hear my argument for this because I'm sure people are rolling their eyes going, oh, he's been sucking up. Up, Kelly quit. She's not a game changer. But, but people, listen to my argument. Kelly, of course, quit with Nayonka. And basically, with that quit, Jeff Probst and CBS had to come out and say, well, we're going to have to analyse how we will deal with future quitters at the jury stage because many people argue that you and Nayonka, of course, shouldn't have been on the jury. So, therefore, your quit, Nayonka's quit, forced them in a way to potentially change the game. We haven't seen it yet. But I'm putting that out there, Kelly. You're more of a game changer than some of these people on this show. <laughs> oh my god, I appreciate that. <laughs> Bittersweet. Um, I yeah, seriously, talk about a game changer. Two people out at once, <laughs> boom. Um, but also, I mean, there I have read so many articles about like the Seekers of Survivor, and there have been things that were written about changing, like even the water, like they. <laughs> I hate to even say, but like season 21 was like the last season of Survivor before they started getting like pillows and blankets and hammocks and everything else. And I'm like, I, I think season 21 in itself was a game changer. It was so freaking brutal. It was different. And from here on out, all I see are people lounging in hammocks and pillows. <laughs> All the time, of course. I know they work hard for these luxuries, but come on. Yep, yep. And it's, it's actually interesting. I mean, I highly recommend uh, – it's still online. Uh, obviously, Survivor Oz, our former show, uh, as I said, Kelly, been on it plenty of times. And it might have been in the very first interview we did with you, Kelly, when you kind of went into detail about, you know, what led ultimately to you leaving the game. And it, it really did – opened my eyes up to a lot of that because I remember kind of you sharing the stories about how like even down to the clothes that they're making you wear they're basically like hey I think you were saying that they made you stay in the bikini and it's pissing down with rain and Fabio's like comforting you with the clothes and just little things like that and because yeah your season was a very wet season and yeah. it was it was brutal and again people seriously go back back and find it listen to that because it really does um explain a lot in, in regards to that but and i will say and i always say this to anybody that i talk from your season as well that i feel nicaragua has really aged well that it's become a real cult season that people really enjoy and i mean i i love your season and again not just saying that to suck up to you if you're from redemption island i would flat out tell you to your face that it was a shit season but um, it's, I change on the Oz Network. I don't suck up as much. But, um, yeah. It's, this is nice. This. Yeah, it's, it's better, right? I, I've grown up now that I'm in my 30s, Kelly. God, I'm saying that on air. Gosh, I'm going. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going this with this. Huge. You're turning into a senior citizen. I know, right? I'm just I'm a couple of weeks away from getting checked into a nursing home. I can't wait. Um, hope I get lots I of jello. Oh, that's going to be so fun. <laughs> Is that is that a thing? Ice cream all day. Yeah, I mean, God, that seems like a classic way to live. So, um, yeah, yeah, but absolutely, absolutely, thank you. But there you go, people. I've defended. I've come out and said this is why Kelly is more of a game changer than some of these people. But we're here to talk about this <laughs> episode in this season. You've missed being on doing these episodes with me, haven't you? Come on. <laughs> yes, I have. I've missed you terribly. Good. See, 
that's what happens when you like stay away from podcasts for a while. We brought her up. We might as well talk about Debbie now. We're, we're, we're on the topic, sort of. We mentioned uh, this episode, I think, as much as it was about JT's boot and sort of the ramifications from last week's tribal, I just want to talk about Debbie. I've seen it advertised as Hurricane Debbie, which in a way, can I just point out, I don't know how the comparisons work. In Australia this week, we had a pretty bad cyclone, and it was actually Cyclone Debbie, and now they're saying Hurricane Debbie in opposed to a, a contestant on Survivor. You know, clearly Australian news doesn't really filter that well into America, but Debbie, what, what can we? how do we even start this conversation, Kelly? She was very interesting this week. You know what? I think Hurricane Debbie is absolutely appropriate. I think it's hilarious, especially because of her history falsifying Hurricane Katrina water tests, for God's sakes. I think, I mean, the nickname is just so fitting. I, this, uh, your actions like this absolutely ask to be voted out. And it's like, I don't know if the million dollars needs to be directly dangled in front of her eyes to like keep calm but I thought the same thing about Michaela in episode one I'm like what are you not seeing what are what is going on to make you freak out like this but um I just I mean there are almost no words it's unbelievable mm, it's the, asking to leave it's asking to be sent the thing like packed. the thing that is amazing about this and this is really giving me vibes of Karamoan with Phil and Brandon because it's it seems that Brandon took Phil a certain way and Debbie's taking Brad a certain way. And obviously right. from the outside, we're watching this and we can see Brad's really not done anything from what we can at least see from the edit. And similar to perhaps Philip and Brandon. And it's, but like, I love the fact that the edit this week legitimately pointed out when Debbie's there saying like, oh, Brad was in my face. He's telling me I've got to do the balance beam. And yet then they quickly do the flashback of Debbie going, I'll do the balance beam because we're all at home going, no, Debbie, you said you would. And she completely loses it. Like, I mean, it was something completely, I really wanted her to go full on Brandon Hance on him, but we didn't quite see that. <laughs> but I mean, like how you total liability to the entire game. Yeah. We need Jeff Probst massaging her shoulders, like you know, just willing to, to go. At... You, you I mean... what, though, as much as I don't, I don't know her, don't care for her, be only because of what I've heard and read or whatever else. She, CBS is great at showing you what they want to show you, editing things the way they want us to see them. So, in fact, something really could have happened, but still, it's like she still did act like that. So, however it was edited, it just wasn't wasn't good. I, I mean, I, I feel as though, because Brad, I mean, Brad has calmed down so much. The thing that with Brad that a lot of people are talking about him is how different he is from Blood vs. Water. I mean, we saw it in the very first episode when he's come out and said, oh, I'm going to play this way. I'm just thinking WWMD, what would Monica do? And what would Monica so do? So do I. I use that hashtag this week because I think people need to use it more. I mean, I've always been a Brad Culpepper fan. I voted for him every time I voted for his second chances and so glad that he's oh. back. But he surprised so many people. And But this is the thing. Brad was the type of person that if he's doing something to, like, genuinely piss off Debbie, they're going to show it because Brad didn't really have a good reputation coming into this game. So Right. And it's 
absolutely part of the story. So you're right, they would show it. And it's just, it's Man is such an interesting tribe too, because if you look at the dynamics of that, obviously Brad, Debbie, then you've got Ty, who's, you know, still being Ty. He is what he was in Rong, and here he is doing it again. Then you've kind of got these two people going back to what we were talking about, about like, are they really game changers? Two of the people that really were questioned the most, I think, on this season in Haley and Sierra Dawn Thomas. Sierra Dawn Thomas is playing great. She's got the uh, the advantage. She's been saved by an idol, and we're seeing a lot more of her, I think, in four episodes than we did in, what, like 12 episodes of Worlds Apart. And then you've got Haley, who's constantly fighting for her life. But then it's just, it's just such a <laughs> it's just a strange dynamic of a tribe that... You know, as you were kind of saying about uh, Michaela and, you know, the vote out and everything, why that's not been brought up. You yeah. just feel Mana loses. Debbie's gone in a heartbeat, surely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Mana needs to keep fighting or she is going to be gone. And she could potentially just, like, continue to be very entertaining throughout the next few episodes. So I'm not ready to see her leave yet because I think she could really bring some excitement. But I... Yeah, Mana needs, they need to not lose. I'm still, I'm having fun with the, what is, is it, Nuku? Nuku, yes. Yes, you say that a lot better the than Nuku I can tri- try and pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, the Nuku tribe, they, they're just getting picked off like little flies there for a minute. Mm, I just, I just had this weird image of Sandra and Debbie being on the same tribe. I mean, <laughs> that would just be like. Oh my God. Okay. Can we just <laughs> like throw this out there? If Sandra and Debbie had to go. Against each other. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh-huh. This is this is where they need to do a season like this where you need to have a season with like Debbie, Coach, Brandon, Philip, Sandra, you know, uh, just people that are really uh, Nayonka, bring Nayonka back. Sandra forever. <laughs> it's just, uh, could you imagine the, the explosive nature of all that? I mean, I got excited the fact that we were going to see Tony and Sandra together, and I guess we kind of got to see a bit of that, but. I mean, these huge personalities that are just so, you know, boisterous and out there. I mean, I actually, I wrote a few of Debbie's quotes down just because she had so many. I mean, I obviously went with the Mr. Blah, 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 blah one at the start. My favourite is just when he just turns around and is like, he's a wanker. Like, that's an Australian, <laughs> like, that's the most Australian thing I've ever heard on Survivor. He's a wanker. Uh, <laughs> that's day-to-day speak for us here, Kelly. Uh <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny! But maybe she's not for you. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> good, good call there. Um, her, her gymnastic rants. I took gymnastics for ten years. Uh, I'm glad we didn't send the gymnast. <laughs> Just like everything else she's going on. I can't. I don't think I wrote the quote down when. I, when she started, like, just she was talking normally. She's like blah blah blah. But I'm pissed off. And just screams <laughs> like. How do you deal with that? Like, if you're out there playing with her and you're seeing her have this meltdown, I mean, you, I guess from your season, what, Naonka would have been the, the most uh, over-the-top person. Can we say that politely? Yeah, what you do, you hide that machete real quick. Yeah. <laughs> okay, first things first, safety. <laughs> Just stay away from sharp objects, please. Thing, you hide the shoes, okay? <laughs> Let's learn from Nicaragua here. <laughs> You bury the shoes. <laughs> but, I mean, besides, but First, do you... take the food. Or you bury the bury food. The food. You... Yes, or eat the entire <laughs> amount of sugar to try and take the pain off things. We'll get to Sandra. But, I mean, how how would you, besides the obvious, as you just mentioned, do you just 
do you just sit there and watch them and go, what the hell? I mean, it's a social game survivor. How do you deal with a person who's acting like that? Yeah, you know what? I think, I mean, I'm just picturing this. Like, if I were in this situation, I think I would sit down, pop some hermit crabs in my mouth like popcorn, and just let this show play out. I mean, that is guaranteeing you a spot through the next tribal council. Mm. Right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's... so. It's fascinating. <laughs> it's fascinating. And, I mean, we the thing with Debbie Weiss in Kairong, we didn't... She was a bit crazy. She was a bit cuckoo. But I think she had some underlying elements of strategy that really were overlooked by her personality. We're not seeing that this time around. It's the personality, and we're not seeing the strategy. So, it's, it's interesting. You know what the like what I've noticed so so far four episodes in I think like all reality people I like to say none of us are super normal <laughs> we're all a little bit crazy in the head <laughs> and what we have here are 20 people just a little crazy in the head just enough to make it fun <laughs> and so all we're seeing is like how great and fun and exciting and outgoing and everything they are because they've been here before they know what's going on which is also like all stars you know so it's like when i don't know we have like the pro bowl do you guys you know what the pro bowl is uh enlighten my game. memory it's like send like the best football players from each team uh -huh. into one game and you watch them play and it's literally the most fun game because it's for fun it's like not being counted kind of like an all-stars game sort of like that and that's what i feel like i'm watching and it's like all these people are like going they're kind of like going balls to the wall with their personalities because they haven't even made it to the strategy part yet except for sierra in episode one that obviously bit her in the butt and then Malcolm, like, kind of started to follow in Sierra's footsteps by, like, bringing up names and whatnot with Aubrey. So that freaked me out because I didn't want him to leave. Obviously, that bit him in the butt. And um, then they lost, boom, Tony, Caleb, Malcolm, like, right off the bat. Well, that's, that's, that's a very good point. That's actually a great way of looking for it. And I completely agree with you because I think I spoke a little bit about that when, when Tony went. It's... I mean, someone like Tony knew, I think, that he wasn't going to win and that he was going to be targeted. So he, like, as you said, went just out there straight away. I'm looking for an idol. Whoop, 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 and just, yeah. You're in Fiji. You're playing a game that Jeff told you is called Game Changers. Exactly. So you already know that it's, like, going to be awesome. Yeah. And uh, so, of course, you hit that island and you start yelling like a wild maniac and you go look for that idol. Ooh. You go, boo-boo. <laughs> you, you run and <laughs> I liked it. I was sad to see him go. I really, really wanted Sandra and Tony to stay together and work that together. Been awesome. I thought that would have oh been. My God, yep. our TVs are going to blow up in front of our face with this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love the fact. I like that boo boo yeah. reference. That could have been a, a good um, an alliance name that we missed out on there, Kelly. <laughs> 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 we need to see that again. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you're right. And like, this is even with Sandra and I mean, I guess we can talk about Nuku now. Um, I was going to say them to last, but we might as well get there now. I mean, Tavu, whatever they're called, we'll, we'll get them over and done in five minutes. But the thing that's impressed me with Sandra is that again, similar to Tony, she's come out and I mean, we all love Sandra's attitude that it's just like, dude, I'm going to go out and win a third time. Like, you know, I'm sure deep down she probably realizes 
it's not going to happen, but she's going to have fun. And we're seeing such a different Sandra. Like, Sandra was, as long as it's not me, and both times she won with that strategy. This time, she's kind of doing almost the opposite. She's so out there in her strategy. She's so, I'm the queen, I'm doing it this way. She just doesn't give a shit. And it's working. She's taken out two winners. She's so brash and forward with her with her strategy. And for some reason, I think she'd been to every tribal council and she's still in the game. This is a woman who has won twice. She's the only person in Survivor history to win this twice. And somehow she has survived every tribal council and is still there. I am saying this now, Kelly. I have always come out and said with Sandra, she doesn't automatically get, in my books, the greatest player of all time just because she's won twice. I think there's more to it. But can I just point out, I think she's increasing her reputation, even though it was already huge, by her game. She is playing brilliantly. So props to Sandra so far. You know what? I completely agree. I think if you have won this game twice and you are not the first person voted out, if your tribe did not throw that challenge to get your ass out of there, yep. you are. she's already winning. Mm-hmm. She okay. has. If she's voted off next week, I'll be sad, but she's already won yep. in my book. Completely agree. I think she has been so fun to watch. We've gotten to see, like, the real Sandra, and she is, like, she's killing it. She is absolutely killing it. She, at this point, if she made it to the end, obviously I think she would deserve to win a third time, but she made a valid point. If she did make it to the end, nobody would vote for her because they wouldn't want her to win. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But I also think that people know better than that because there's people like myself that are like, okay, if you guys are crazy enough to let Sandra make it that far, you're done for. If she makes it through the merge, I'm going to melt. <laughs> it's it's she's there's been because at that point it's hers. <laughs> there's there's been five tribal councils. She's been to four of them, and yes, it's it's insane. It is absolutely insane because I mean pregame you saw all the people getting out there and saying like who who are you targeting first? It was Tony and Sandra. They were the only two answers. And I know. I mean, and why not? Aubrey, though, because Aubrey yeah. just won. Well, this is why were they not targeting her? Well, she she got second. She didn't she didn't uh, win. But that's, that's right. Yeah, but it's it's just so fascinating. She made it to the final three, and same with um, Sari. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they, uh, gosh, I'm so bad. I think if they make it to the final three, they've already won. I know that's obviously not the case, but. You made it to the final three. So, obviously, you are a threat in one way or another. It's just an interesting way of thinking about it because, you know, you go all the way back to the first All-Stars, who were being targeted first, the winners. And, obviously, in the the two All-Star seasons we've had since, uh, we obviously didn't have any winners on second chances. But on Heroes vs. Villains, that kind of went out of the way. And even with JT this week, you know, I don't feel he was targeted because he was a winner. Um, And... You know, I guess that's kind of gone out the door. But I, I just, yeah, like, I just don't understand with Sandra how that should be the most obvious answer with that. But this is where, again, she's playing so well. And I agree with what you said, that even if she goes next week, she's still a winner. Like, she's increased her rep. And how is that possible, Kelly? How is it possible that the only person in the history of Survivor who's won this game more than once is increasing their reputation? <laughs> I know she hasn't even made it to episode, or she has made it to five. She hasn't even made it to the end, and she's oh. already like, 
killing it. It's going to take something ridiculous for her to all of a sudden completely stuff that reputation up. But, I mean, Nuka, you, you were talking before about how you love this tribe. Um, obviously, we'll talk about JT in a second, but, I mean, Varna, again, he's kind of like Santa. I think everyone loves Varna, right? I don't think there's anyone out there who does not like Jeff Varna. If, <laughs> if you don't like Varna, like, you, you are not okay in the head. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> who doesn't love Varna? On a scale of normal to Debbie, you are Debbie if you don't like Varna. <laughs> You know what? This is so funny. I was texting somebody earlier and I was in a hurry. I was multitasking and my text message like didn't make sense at all. It was a bunch of words that had like auto corrected into something completely different. And this person texted me back and said, Debbie talk. <laughs> and I thought, oh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. So there you go. It's a scale now, Kelly. I mean, you're in the medical yep. industry. You can start using this now with your patients. So, <laughs> yep. Is that Debbie talk right there? Are you okay? Or are you do, like, do, what's do you on? think you were a gymnast for 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, oh. Vana fantastic it's actually it's interesting on the on a season going back to kind of what i was saying about such a complete all-stars cast think a couple of seasons ago to second chances how much we got of varna like after all these years we're really not seeing i think we only got one confessional from varna this episode and but it's it's still it's strange isn't it because like we know he's there we know how great he is but it's like well you know we're just not seeing him as much as i guess we want to Right. I, you know what? I felt like the first episode, the first couple episodes, actually, like, I continued, like, we saw the same people, like, over and over and over. And then Varner's, like, kind of been hidden a lot. And, but every time he does speak, it's something great. Like, he never just, like, says anything random. If Varner's speaking, like, you stop and you listen because it's awesome. Absolutely. And, but I've kind of felt the same way. Like, there's a couple people, like, I feel like I haven't heard... Like, Ozzy's kind of been a little bit MIA. Troyzan's been, like, MIA. And so there's still, like, these people in the background that I, like, have yet to really even play because they're, like, super focused on the others right now. Yeah. And, I mean, Andrea, I keep forgetting she's even on this season, if I'm completely honest. (laughs) It's like, like, the world is excited to see Andrea back. Everybody loves Andrea. And so it's like she... is she there? Was she in Fiji? I don't even know. Mm, it's. I'm actually. I've just. I've, I pulled up the confessional counts. This is something I actually haven't looked at all season. To be completely honest with you, and Sandra's leading. I mean, that's not surprising because Sandra is getting a decent amount of airtime. She's had thirteen oh, this yeah. whole season. But like, as once you were saying, like, I mean, Aussie. I mean, Aussie. Just think back to South Pacific. Think back to you know Cook Islands. The guy dominates airtime. He's only had four confessionals. How does Aussie get four confessionals the entire season? That's ridiculous. Um, no, absolutely ran the last two seasons. Yeah. Like, he was all over the place. Huge fan favourite. So. Huge. Cerise only had seven. And, you know, she's she's another huge fan favourite. And it's been an interestingly edited season just looking at these confessionals. And... Um, that um, CBS's... Um, my mom just popped in my room. Hi, Mom. <laughs> ben says hi. <laughs> yeah, you're going to want to edit that part out. Oh, we, we want to we bring her in. She hasn't been on an episode in a while. 
Oh my god. That's funny. Um now I forget what I was saying. I feel like this this game has kind of been split into like first half and second half. Mm-hmm. Because there's the first half of people, the pretty pretty much the people that have gone home and the people that they're associated with that are like fighting right now. And then come the second half, we're gonna see Sari, we're gonna see Ozzy, we're gonna see Troy. Andrea, all these people are going to like be our second half people. And it's like, I don't know. I'm hoping to see like a huge switch in the next episode because I want to see him now. I don't want to have to wait till these other people hash it out. It's, I mean, that's a very good point you raise with that because, um, look, you know, the amount of Sandra we're getting, it's kind of like we're so hopeful that this means that she's going to go all the way. But I mean, look, they could be setting her up for, a, you know, next week, as we were kind of mentioning before. But then you kind of, yeah, you analyse like a Vana, an Aussie, a Sari. We're not seeing them much of there. I mean, we look over to Tavu. I just call them the Green Tribe Kelly. I can't say their name properly. Um, but I mean, <laughs> Andrea, we're not seeing her. We got this random little scene this week. The only really thing we got from that tribe this week was Troyzan and Sarah connecting. You know, I mean, that's surely leading to something down the track too. So it's kind of like these interesting little tidbits that we're getting, which, as we all know from Survivor fans, it's it's all about the story. It's all about the edit. Um, yeah. And I mean, you you I'm- are the queen of uh, no edits. <laughs> I mean, game, there, there's your game changer part there too, Kelly. I mean, there's a whole edit is named after you. So there you go. That's what I should have run with the purple Kelly edit. It's known that is locked in as a I'm thing in Survivor. Out of title holder. <laughs> yes. But it's just it's. Yeah, and I mean, and kind of going back to what I was saying about Mana, how the, the the dynamics of that tribe and what you've got, but then going back to, I think, your favourite tribe, Nuku, how we've now got with JT gone, you've got Vana, Sandra, and Michaela, three huge personalities, and then Aubrey, who is a, a very intelligent player, but now she's clearly on the outs because she was on the wrong side of that vote, and it's kind of like looking like we've got a merge or some sort of switch next week, which we'll talk about, but... Yeah, the, just the dynamics of these tribes are just, it's very interesting. Yeah, and you know what? It's inter- its fun for me to try and pick together, first of all, who I think is going to make it to the final three, but who, like, I think about these people outside of Survivor, and I've had fun getting to know a couple of them here and there at different reality events, which, as you know, are absolutely wild yes. and so much fun. Yes. But, Fireballs, um, Kelly. That was the first thing I think really- you ever said to me in person. It was like, hi, how are you? Fireballs. <laughs> Welcome to the United States, Thank baby. You. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm such a bad influence all the time. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I had a good night. <laughs> I think of these people, like, I think of them at moments like that when it's like we're all out partying, having fun, raising money. And I think of the dynamics there. And I'm so then when I see these people on the same island, it's like, yeah, they are the same people. But how are they meshing? Like, yeah. is it going like it does when we're all in Florida? Is it is it like reality rally? Like, what's going on? <laughs> you know? It's kind of, it's fascinating, again, kind of going back to, like, looking at these as those, the returning player seasons, because, 
Yeah, you're right. Like, if you could think back all the way back to All Stars, the very first time we had all returning yeah. players. Like, I mean, generally people went into that thinking, hey, we're all buddies, we're all friends, we're all going to get along with each other. I mean, that obviously bit yeah. Lex in the ass when it came to Boston Rob and Boston Rob obviously didn't get the memo and he just went out and played hard and made it to the end and obviously got second. Heroes vs. Villains, it was kind of here, there and everywhere. We had great moves, big changes. It turned out to be, you know, arguably the greatest season of Survivor, as many people would say. And then second chances, we kind of had all these people that were there because they're getting that second chance. So you've got people who are willing to do this, that, and everything else. This is almost like a blend of all three of those because kind of going back to what you were saying about we've got our first half players and our second half players, as, as entertaining as I'm finding this season and, and you know, how I, I'm personally enjoying it, there really hasn't been huge moves that are really setting this out. Like, as you were saying, in terms of the strategy, like... I mean, Sandra's playing it definitely, you know, JT tried it, we'll, we'll get to that, and, like, it's just, it's kind of interesting if you were to look at this on the grand scheme of things of a strategic season, and, again, what you were saying about returning players and how they gel with each other, we're not maybe seeing it as much as they're meant to live up to their game-changer reputation. Right. I know that's why it's like I love these people together on the island but is it truly a game changer Mm -hmm. and that's what I I continue to ask myself and I hope that it is I hope that there are greater things to come in the episodes like more excitement more activity more conniving I want to see like more survivor and not just like a group of great friends having a blast on an island which is really i think it could potentially be what's going on um i think about things too like Suri and ozzy like their previous history together they need to take that and run with it and then aubrey and ty aubrey ty and caleb all played together granite caleb's gone but aubrey and ty like there, there's another like little power component right there. If they would just accept it, and then have Brad and Troyzan, who, granted, they didn't play together, but they're friends outside of the game. They are very great friends, and so it's like you put these couples up like this, and I think that there's just a lot of opportunity. I mean, the six of them right there could just like kill this entire game. They could make it all the way however far you know with just themselves alone so and if debbie debbie of course if she survives uh she's there with the co-wrong people and then i mean the, the one that i found fascinating sort of going back on past connections and we saw it the other week with uh sierra dawn thomas and Haley. how basically sierra's like oh no we don't know we we, we won the same season but we don't talk outside the game this is the season with the dirty 30 you know they say that they're the closest cast in the history of survivor she played that very well sierra did at that point so yeah <laughs> yes i know isn't that so funny mm-hmm. i i the dirty 30 will be forever loved i think that they are absolutely great but it, it is funny that how she played that off that was good she did she did i want to talk about i mean we might as well talk about jt now that we're on the on the nuku page just you know he obviously got voted out now it's it's an interesting one because i i read a lot of comments in regards to his move and people calling it dumb. And I mean, he kind of got that reputation after heroes versus villains with giving the idol to Russell that people are, Oh, it's a, it's a stupid move and, and all this kind of stuff. I just feel like people, I think have forgotten how well he won the game back in token chains. He was the first 
unanimous winner to then go on to get the fan vote. And, I mean, he didn't get a vote against the whole game. I know Earl was the first unanimous winner in the history of Survivor, but JT is what is called the perfect game, just based on never getting a vote against him, unanimous winner, and he got the fan favourite at the end. He, he, he was like Jesus. That's what they called him. He come Heroes vs. Villains. He tried to make a move. Now, yes, on the grand scheme of things, it's dumb to give an idol to Russell. However... He didn't know. He had never seen Russell's season, so therefore he tried it, and had it worked, we would be labelling it as one of the best moves ever in Survivor history. So it's either way. This time around, similar situation. Uh, I mean, I was confused. Uh, I think you were confused because I, I didn't really know what had gone on there with Sierra, but we got that in a confessional this week that he admitted that he did tell Brad they were targeting Sierra, and he said he did that in the hope that they would then take out Sandra. Therefore... It backfired. They took out uh, Malcolm instead, and therefore he gets ultimately the blame and he goes home this week. I don't... My opinion of that, Kelly, is that I don't feel it's necessarily a dumb move. He's trying his best to make a move to win a million dollars, kind of going back to what we're saying about our people making moves this season. He tried. It failed. It was a 50-50 move, similar to Heroes vs. Villains. Don't think it should affect his reputation. I think JT's a great player of Survivor. I mean, how do you look at this? How do you think Jay... Has this hurt JT's reputation that perhaps two, his two returning seasons, he's kind of gone out with what people are perceiving as dumb moves? You know what? I, I don't think it hurts his reputation. I think he's he won his first season. He, he won fan favorite. So obviously he's doing something right. I think he just went balls to the wall with this and hoped it worked just like he did his first time around. And it didn't, it was granted. It was a similar mistake, but, um, I don't know that it's something I would have done this early on in the game, but then again, it's game changers. So what fun would it be for us if he didn't? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's just, I don't think his reputation's ruined at all though. JT will always, JT and he will always be an awesome human. So, have you met? Have you had the I, chance to meet and hang out with JT before? I haven't. Right. I've heard so many great things though. Like when I, whenever you talk about great Survivor people and players from the inside out, it's always you always hear about JT. I feel like. Yeah, he's, he's sadly one of the winners that I've never had a chance to to interview actually. But um, I mean, it was interesting. I, I mean, Token Chains to me is kind of that season that I often forget even existed. It's kind of like coach's season. That's all I remember it for. But then when you watch it and you see how well JT played, obviously Fishback was from that season too. Um, It's just, it's so interesting how he seems to be one of these winners that really should be, I think, lauded a lot more than he is. And again, I don't from a personal opinion, do not feel that his reputation has been damaged. I'd love to hear the listener's perspective. Please send us a, a tweet or a Facebook message. Let us know what you think about JT and has his reputation changed. But, um, I mean, he was it was it when he was announced as being on this cast and initially we had more winners on this cast as well before they were ultimately not on. I mean, he was one that I was kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see JT back. He's not one of these people you're like, oh, not him again. You know, he was kind of like... Yeah, as much as we saw him in Heroes Villains, as much as he won in Token Chains, there's still something about him that I would gladly see. And I and I will put this out there. I'm not a fan of four-time players, but he's one of these ones that I would happily maybe see play for a fourth time. Yeah, you know what? I completely agree. I'd like to see him come back and maybe make a, a different mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
What was that you said about <laughs> wanting to be nice yeah. about these players, Kelly? That's that's a burn. That's that's drop mic. Good job. <laughs> going and then I, I just can't stop. <laughs> you, you started to say you're like, oh, I shouldn't ask stuff. But he gives a shit. This is the Oz Network. It's not it's not Survivor Oz. <laughs> um, but Sierra too. Like she was the first one voted out, mm-hmm. and like I, th- she wasn't. Her tribe did not lose because of her, but she lost that same challenge to her mom and so it's like there's there's that history that keeps like showing itself with these people with the challenges with the votes with the decisions and it's like it's really funny and it's just kind of eerie sierra lost she the challenge that she went home on, she lost, and she also lost it against her mom after voting her mom out. I mean, that is, <laughs> I hate to say it's karma, but it's like, come on. Well, it's interesting, and yeah. Then, it, it is, and then you have JT, who, like, kind of made a similar mistake, and he's gone now because, because of it, and so... Caleb went out on um, day nine again. He went out on day nine on uh, Ko Rong. He went out on day nine in uh, Game Changers. Yeah, it, you know what, um... Yeah, at least Caleb didn't go out uh, digging sand True. again. Yeah, he survived that last time, <laughs> this time yeah, around. He but just not, not, so that was good. Not day nine, yeah. Huh. It's 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 interesting. And actually, just going on that too, the vote outs. Um, I've actually only just realised we've had five people voted out of this season. Four of them are men, Kelly. Uh, we we're losing we're losing our men pretty quickly. What's going on here? Hashtag girls rule, boys rule. <laughs> Hashtag survivor feminism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I mean, seriously, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was, um, I was reading some of the, like, notes on Survivor that the different bloggers have posted. Those are always so fun for me. I almost have more fun reading what everyone else has to say in the comments that people have over these shows and um it it is interesting that four guys have gone and only one girl so i think you think we can expect a final three of women maybe i mean we had was it i'm just trying to think we had a recent season where it was very lopsided but then it kind of caught up was that someone del sir i'm thinking we did have a final three of women there though but um even obviously one world that was renowned for its girl yeah, power and things cool. like yeah it's i mean it's inter- again it's 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 been i think a long time though since we've really had a a gender divide that's been so like we kind of try to have it in second chances. I think when Monica and Kimmy and all that were trying to get an all girls alliance, it didn't work, but it might actually even be one world since the last time we legitimately had that gender imbalance that was based on that. Like, I mean, this has been completely unintentional. I think, I mean, I don't think we've once had a discussion of the girls need to sit together. The guys stick together. I think it's just circumstance that the last four have been men and, um, you know, sadly, Sierra, I mean, it's kind of a tradition, I feel, in Survivor that the, uh, the female is voted out first. I think there was a, a string of 11 seasons in a row, I'm thinking, or nine, no, nine. I think it was between Micronesia and Philippines from memory. Every first boot was female until, um, uh, so we had Johnny Fairplay, 
who was voted out first in Philippines? Zeke, Zach, Z- uh, Zane, Zane. I knew it began with a Z. Um, so <laughs> I'm just going blank. Haven't hosted Survivor in a while, but yeah, it's it's interesting. So, girl power, Kelly. Girl power. You know, as much as I want to say girl power, I can't see these boys letting that happen. <laughs> I, like, you have Brad, Troy, Zan, Jeff, Ozzy. They're going to be like, no way, Jose. We are sticking together. We are not putting up with all this estrogen right now. <laughs> and so I can see a little bit of like a twist coming on. And, and unfortunately, I think that means that the next couple boots are probably going to be females, which scares me for Sandra. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope she can stay on top. But I can't see this lasting, yeah. truly. Well, the, There's no the imbalance, I mean, mana we've got. What do we have? Three girls, two guys. Uh, Naku, we've only got Jeff Varnas, and we've got three girls there. And Tavu, Tavat, the Green Tribe, which we'll talk about now. <laughs> it's three and three. Just quickly before we, I mean, there's really not a lot to talk about them. They're they're basically undefeated. They've only one reward challenge. They haven't once. Their tribe's working very well um, with each other. Actually, just quickly, I'm going to interrupt myself here. Really should have mentioned. Actually, here's a question we've completely gelled over. JT found an idol. He didn't play it. Um, why didn't we mention that? Um, should he have played his I was idol, Kelly? Should bring it up because <laughs> we said so many great things about JT. We I want to bring up that he did not play the idol. <laughs> um, yeah, just I guess I've talked him up so much now that I feel like oh, well, he didn't play an idol. Stupid, but. Um, yeah, anything to add on that? I just felt like we completely... People are screaming at their speakers going, God, you're not talking about the most ele- the elephant in the room right now. I know. <laughs> Talk about, like, the reputation that he has, because that's always hard. Like, when you have an idol and you get voted out and you don't play that idol, that is, like, something that haunts you for the rest of your life. Like, he will be 200 years old. <laughs> dying in bed thinking of that moment and so that's going to be the hardest part over his reputation over everything else is that he's going to have to have those dreams for the next 200 years and so i i feel horrible for him that that's what happened but at at the same time it's like he just didn't know like he it was not like he was, like, on the fence really about it, you know? Yeah. And, it, I mean, it ultimately came down to, I mean, Varna, we didn't really sort of, we gelled over his, you know, playing that one. He was the middle man and he obviously, uh, you know, went with Sandra and Makata and Aubrey's on the out. So, I mean, I guess, like, you know, it's it's easy for us to say he should have played it, but I guess he was confident enough that he didn't need to play it. And at the end of the day, kind of going back to that 50-50, had he survived, he's still got an idol in his pocket. Uh, so, you know, that's how it rolls in Survivor. You know what that's like, you're playing for a million dollars, so you would have to think if you had any shadow of a doubt, you'd want to play it. But at the same time, if you play it and people don't know you have it, then you completely put a target on your back because you've exposed yourself that you've been lying. Mm. And so it's like you walk a fine line with these idols. And also that brings me to the point. First episode, Sierra got that advantage card and she can use it when there's six people left or 13 people left in the game. And I guess you just hold on to it and hope you make it that far. But those cards are like that would be so 
that would be most helpful during the the first few episodes when you're really trying to find your spot. And just quickly, actually, well, I mean, we will get to Tavoo. Again, there's really not much to talk about in the Green Tribe this week, but if you're a huge fan of Tavoo, I'm sorry, we keep delaying the fact that we're going to talk about them for five minutes. But um, this season, I will say... The the whole finding the idols, like the clues, how easy have they been? Ty had another one too, didn't he, this episode or something? Like, they, they are the easiest I have ever seen it. Like, even back in the days when Russell Hance could pull one out of his butt and they were like, oh, we're going to change the rules to make it so they're not so easy. Like, I swear, every single time a player is like, I'm going to find an idol within two seconds, lo and behold, there's a note in a tree. I know. You know what? It's so funny. But it's like also I think with these returning players, they know if they're off on a certain path and camera is following them, they're on a good path. Mm. And that like that's hard to accept when you're sitting at home watching it. But they if if there's cameras following you, they're there for a reason. If they stop following you, you're not on a good track because they want to watch you catch and get that idol. So you can kind of just like roam around and go find one based off of these, the camera guys. And so um, they really should have some hidden cameras set up, I think, and around, although they'd probably, Tony'd probably find those while he'd be <laughs> digging for his spy shack. So What was his one, this spy bunker or something like that? Like- yeah, he was trying to make a spy bunker. <laughs> I mean, I can't and rationalize that i think it's hilarious and i think tony's awesome but like what like what you're gonna do that to me (laughs) just proves tony just went out there purely to have the fun like we were talking about like in what universe is digging a hole in the ground and not getting recognized for a spy bunker that he truly to god thought would work i think i love that man i love tony uh (laughs) i it's like he was playing that new reality game, Hunted. <laughs> I think he was confused. <laughs> oh, I, I, this is a point where I would generally do a Tony impersonation, but I've refused to do one ever since the man actually heard me do one and he told me never to do it again. Um, so I feel like oh, I need to listen okay. to Tony because I feel that he might hurt me if I did that again. So, uh, hello, Tony, if you're listening. I won't impersonate you this week, I promise. Um, I think... Yes. Tavoo. <laughs> did you say you think he could hurt me? I, I'm glad you're confident for my ability. No, I think you should impress Oh, I should. Him. I thought you said I could. Wow. I'm like, wow. You really think I'm weak with those fire bombs, fireballs, whatever they are. <laughs> anyway, the Green Tribe. We've waited so long to talk about them. Really not talk about anything. We had Sarah and Troyzan have an alliance. Um, one thing I do want to point out quickly, Ozzy has now officially joined Boston Rob in equal first for the most amount of days played on Survivor this week. Congratulations, Ozzy. 117 days. He is now equal with Boston Rob. He will break that record next week unless he somehow gets medically evacuated on day 117 of his Survivor career. So next week when you're watching Survivor, Ozzy has played the most amount of days in the history of the show. That's pretty, pretty decent. So... That's incredible. So oh, I'd point that one out. Um, but yeah, again, that's a lot. Of that is a lot. That's a lot. Of, <laughs> yeah, that's a wow. So you had that's you had twenty eight days, did you not, from memory? Uh huh. Well, yeah. In, in fairness to you though, Kelly, if you look at Caleb, who has played twice, he's only played eighteen days. So <laughs> you've played once and lasted longer than Caleb, who's played twice. 
and Francesca. Actually, you've beaten a few. I've actually got the list in front of me. You have played more days than Francesca. She's played nine. Caleb, 18. Colton only played 23 and a half days. Russell Swan played 25. And Brad Culpepper wow. currently, as of right now, has played 27 and a half days. So you are, you've played longer Better than those people. He needs to break that record. He will. Or break that yeah. yeah, I think if he doesn't last half a day, then something is going on there. But, yeah, congratulations, Ozzy. That's a pretty big deal. Um, although, actually, looking at this list, so Ozzy and Boston Rob have played 117 days. Obviously, they've both had four seasons. Parvati's only had the three seasons, has played 114 days. So she's actually only three yeah. days behind two people who have played a whole season more than she has. That's pretty impressive. That is great. Wow. Mm. And Amanda's played 108 days. Wow. Sari, here's another stat. I love statistics, Kelly. Uh, if Sari lasts two more days, Sari will join the 100 Days Club next week if she can last two more days. She's played 98 at the moment. So go, Sari. I'm sure she'll get that, hopefully. Oh, she. I think she will. I'm, ha- I'm happy to think that she would keep going. And Sandra needs to play nine more days to reach that 100 mark too. Anyway, I'm going to start with statistics. I'll be here all day. But, uh, so yeah, uh, Sarah, Troy, Zan, that's really all we got from this, um, from Tavua Green Tribe this week. Um, going back to what we were saying in regards. You know what? Between the two of them, Sarah and Troy, Zan, they are both so loyal that it's like if they can just not get in, in each other's heads over anything and they can remain true to themselves – that that right there is a power duo. That's a good thing. It's it's interesting with them because like it's kind of going back to these random little tidbits that we get put in there and and like with Sarah as well like they're really focusing on her I'm a criminal angle and I can't, I can't remember what her quote was in the first episode but I mean she's another one of these people where it's like was she a game changer? I mean, Sarah, to me, was only brought back for that conflict with Tony that we ultimately never got to see. I was a bit mean on I know. Sarah. Because they wanted to, us to see yeah. see the more complex. I, I, I felt I was a bit mean on Sarah when we did our rankings episode because I think Sarah was one of these players who had so much potential, but I think she just played poorly in uh, in uh, Kagayan. But I think she's she's showing some things right now. She's... She's getting a little bit of an edit. She's kind of floating around a bit. She's kind of like an Andrea. You know, you kind of forget she's there, but when you see her, it's like a substance edit. I think Andrea's kind of a bit that way too. And now that she's got this thing with Troy's end, again, if we're being complete analysts of this situation, why do we randomly need to see Sarah and Troy's end teaming up with each other so Troyzan's got an idol Troyzan's been on the outs we haven't seen his uh his vulnerability tested because they haven't gone to tribal council so with a potential merge next week i mean is sarah Troyzan? is this going to be some sort of alliance that perhaps is going to be in it for the long haul what do you what do you think of this i would like to think so i obviously i'm a huge Troyzan fan i think that he is a beautiful person inside and out his green undies are my most favorite thing in the world <laughs> and i hope he wears nothing else except those for the rest of his life but um... and his long hair can i point out his hair has grown even longer it looks amazing i noticed that this week i'm like damn troy's and that hair looks good on you yes i know should we keep talking about Please. it? Please. I mean, I'm glad because I, I struggle every week to talk up Troy Zan because, again, back to similar to what I was saying about Brad Culpepper, I voted for him every week for second chances. I think I'm well, clearly not the only one now. I've got you on board here. The only right. people who's excited to see him back this season. I mean, I love Troy Zan. I'm a huge Troy Zan fan. You know what? I So am I, obviously. Troy Zan is a great person. For people that are, like, on the fence about him, he... 
his story is one of my favorite survivor stories, actually. He started, um, I don't know if you guys have seen his, like, application video, um, but the video he took was in Fiji while he was filming for the Sports Illustrated with all those beautiful bikini girls. I know, isn't it? The struggle must be so real. Have you seen the video that he did? Uh, no, and I don't know why I haven't if it's involving um, Sports Illustrated bikini models. What's wrong with me? <laughs> it's, this video is absolutely so well done. He's in Fiji, and um, he it, that video is what got him on his first season. He had applied so many times. It, he got on that first season from this amazing video and now he is in Fiji again where this whole story pretty much started and so to me I keep saying it's like it's in the stars for you Troy it's in the stars I get so excited the moment I found out that he was playing I it was just emotional I thought this is like this is it this is gonna be his season and then I hardly see him so I'm like what the heck this is his green undies season <laughs> is what this is. But um, he he's just a beautiful person. I think I'm tickled that he's back on. And so I hope Troyzan is completely capable of making big moves. I know that he will go absolutely balls to the wall this season. I don't think he's going to hold back because he wants this so bad. He... he Survivor runs through this guy's blood. It's in his veins. It's in his blood. It's in his soul, his heart. It's He is made up of Survivor. And so that's why I think a part of the reason, too, I think there's two halves to the game because I know he's going to come through and there's going to be a lot going on. So... I'm just, I'm tickled and I'm actually super excited that he and Sarah are together because I think Sarah is a great person too. I think she's genuine. I think she's real. And, um, I think that they could really be great pals through this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm again, just so tickled pink right now that I've got another Troy Zan fan on the, on the line because like I feel like I'm in this lonely little <laughs> club. Like the, I'm in the one world fan club, which I think I'm the only member because I love his season. But, um, yeah, huge, agree completely with everything you said, but it's just such a, again, each tribe has this unique dynamic because if you again look at these players on paper, I mean, Aussie mm-hmm. and Suri, as you mentioned, have that history. We saw a little bit of that in like the right. first episode. Aussie really oh, yeah. hasn't, changed i mean he may have played 117 days but he's still i'm gonna go catch fish for everybody and not really be social that's kind of why he was brought back in south pacific since his first day on survivor like day one years ago is the same thing there's the same thing going on now that was going on that which is good or bad i mean he didn't it's worked for him i mean to make a move better though yeah it's, it's worked for him um but i don't know how it would work this time around i mean andrea again we're just not seeing her but again similar to sarah we see substance Sari, i mean look 
I'm so sad we're not seeing more of her. From what we saw of her in that first episode, she just hasn't changed. She's still so brilliant. Like, I think we talked about this maybe was it with T-Bird, um, but kind of going on when we were saying about who you target, you target Sandra, you target Tony. If I'm on a tribe with Sandra, Tony, and Sari, I'm targeting Sari first. I don't care that Tony and uh, Sandra have won it before. To me, Sari's right. more dangerous. That's that's my opinion. She's yeah. so dangerous. But again, we haven't really seen them tested. And then you've got Zeke. Zeke, again, in the category of of uh, Andrea, of, of, you know, forget that he's there. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just I saw know. his name there. I'm like, oh, that's right. Zeke's on this season. <laughs> I know. Isn't that so funny? I don't even think we've mentioned him. But it's actually funny because when I pick of like a pick a top three that I want, obviously Troy's in it. And I love Ty and Sierra, but Zeke is in that top three too. I think I think he's great. I love him. Mm. He's yeah, it's it's interesting considering he's a back to back player too, isn't it? That they generally, I mean, think back to when Rupert played back to back, Malcolm played back to back. All these players played back to back. You see a lot of them, and uh, we're, I mean, we're seeing Michaela. She's playing back to back, but we're just not seeing Zeke. I guess again, it does come down to the fact that Tavu has just not lost. Um, and I mean, looking yeah. ahead to next week, obviously there's some form of switch up. But um, I'd be interested to see how he, because I mean, we saw, I think, in the first episode, wasn't it? He's like going on about how he's so excited to be around. He's obviously a huge fan of the game. Yeah. Um, but it's just, but we're not seeing that. Me, to me, I see a lack of confidence, and that's terrifying when you're playing this game. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm kind of like on the fence about. I wish he, um, I'd see a little bit more confidence with him and so that he could really apply himself. But it's, I don't know. I'm I'm just on the fence. I want him to go far, though. Yeah, I, I feel he will. I, I just, I mean, he's kind of one of these ones that, like, going back to what you were saying about first half, second half edit and things like that, I feel he's just going to be one of these ones that goes deep, maybe without going all the way, like, you know, yeah. late to the way he's getting it. He's, he's not doing anything enough that warrants you know, showing him a lot clearly at the moment. And, I mean, you know, we saw this random sarah Troyzan alliance, but, I mean, I'm sure Zeke's made alliances that we're just not seeing. Um, you know, it's not like we saw the Zeke-Andrea alliance right. or something like that. Right. That could be. I think he's more of, like, a pawn piece right now, though. He's an easy... Yeah. He's a vote for somebody. So I think that that's kind of, kind of what's going on with him, which is bittersweet because you can take somebody like that to the mm-hmm. end and know they're exactly. not going to get the million dollars. Yep. Agree. So. I mean, when we're looking ahead, I mean, again, it's always, it's strange. We can never exactly predict what, I mean, we didn't see them say it's a merge. I think it's a bit too early for a merge. We're what, like at 15. Um, I think the, I think we kind of established the merge will be at 13 because from memory, Sierra's note said she can only use that, I think at 13 and six. And it would make sense that emerges at 13 because clearly they're not going to let her user have guaranteed immunity at 13, perhaps if her tribe doesn't even need to use it. So I'm guessing merges at 13. So we're probably going to have one of these random switch ups. We're going to go back to two tribes or given that there's 15 people though left, maybe they're just going to switch up the tribes and keep them at three because Although they did mention Exile Island, did they not? So there we go. Hang on. Sorry, I'm just thinking in my head. So I'm guessing we're going to have two tribes of seven and somebody sent to randomly let's bring back Exile Island. We're really just missing the key points in this episode, aren't we, Kelly? Uh, This is why I didn't do Survivor Oz anymore. (laughs) Thoughts on that? Exile Island. I mean, why is this back? Why do we need Exile Island back? Let's start with that. 
you know, you know what? The whole idea of that is like absolutely terrifying. I can't. If, if that were me, I would be like, there's no freaking way I'm going to some place called Exile Island. It's just not happening. It sounds terrifying. So um, I don't I don't know, but I like the idea it's coming back. I'm just glad it's not me, you know? It's like one of those things I think this could really go either way. Um, they, I, I just don't even know. It's something that it's... It can go either way. I need to see what, like, what's going on with it, who's who's on it. I think that could – it could drive somebody crazy or it could strengthen their game. Well, you know who's going to be crying out to go there, and, of course, it is Aussie. I mean, the guy relishes anything with the word island in it. I remember when we had him on Survivor Oz, he basically wanted to live there. You know, he had Redemption Island and Exile Island. So if there's any person who's all of a sudden going to put his hand up and be like, I'll do it, I'll go there. Um, yeah. so, me. yeah it's it's interesting i just i just find it fascinating the way they kind of bring it back it's i mean fans kind of have a an interesting history with anything any twist with the word island in it you know obviously redemption island right. is often hated but i mean looking here so we haven't really had it as someone else serve from memory i think was the last time we had it in play properly yeah um we sort of had a a little weird bit. I think it was in Korong, wasn't it, with Julie? Julia, sorry. She kind of got exiled while they had this weird numbers bit. But um, so, I mean, you know, judging on how it will work, I'm clearly we're going to have two tribes of seven. One person will go to exile, and then the person who's exiled will join the tribe that loses a member. Um, who? Here's a question for you then, Kelly. Out of everybody who's left in the game, putting Aussie aside, who do you think that would benefit the most? Who do you think needs some time out? to get away from people for a little bit only to then be reintegrated into a new tribe. Uh, you know what? I, off the top of my head, I think of Debbie. Mm. I think she could use some time like that to just kind of relax. Although you, it's impossible to relax during a game like this, but just calm down a little bit and then be reintroduced with like a new image, fresh face. Like, okay, I got my shit together. We're back in action here. And, um, so I think that she could potentially benefit from that, especially if she can get back on or like go to a tribe that potentially like wasn't a part of the breakdown, like that could really benefit her. Yeah, completely agree. I was thinking Debbie straight away too, but, uh, we'll see how it yeah. goes. I mean, I, Debbie's losing it a little bit that I don't know if she's going to start yelling at things on Exile Island or something like that. I think it was... Well, at least nobody will hear. True, very true. I, I'm, I'm just trying to think. I think it was Fiji with Exile Island where they had the problem with the snakes. So, um, they, oh, <laughs> going back to season 14. So, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. The one thing that I'd lost my shit in and got completely excited was the tease for next week where Jeff Prep says a former survivor makes a surprise return now i'm just going to guess that it's probably going to be one of the five that's already been voted out and they've probably like left a hat or something i don't know but i mean this got me thinking i mean kelly are you holding out of me did you secretly return to survivor game changes this is you hi everyone i'm back <laughs> hey everyone this is where my tan came from <laughs> oh my gosh no i wish that would be absolutely incredible but i have a feeling it's not one of the five. Oh, who do you think it's going to be then can we can we speculate on this i mean we've only got like 500 of people to choose from but 
Oh, I know. But wouldn't it be incredible if it were like a Boston Rob or a coach or it's, you know, it's going to be somebody like absolutely crazy. I don't think it was probably Russell Hance, but what if it were? Can we talk about how wild that would be? That would be, that would be amazing. And put Russell with Debbie. Like, Just sit Russell down with Debbie for five minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. He would eat her alive. <laughs> Same with Sandra. It's like, I don't even want Sandra and Debbie like near each other. I'm scared that they're even both in Fiji together because Sandra is She's got it going on. This it's just it's an interesting like I want to I want to agree with you. I want to think it's somebody not from those five. I just feel it's one of these real cock tease moments where it's just going to be so minor. But having said that, I would love it to be like a reward, like bring in Boston Rob, the winning tribe gets the you know Boston. I don't know because you could imagine. Imagine if like Sandra's tribe wins and it's Boston Rob or it's Russell. You know. And Sandra's going to be like, bitch, please, why do I need him? You know, like, you just just know she's going to have the sass. But, like... Lo and behold, that's, like, she's... That's going to be, like, the one thing that gets another million dollars. It's Rupert. I mean, one of the best quotes I ever had by any contestant on Survivor Oz was I had Sandra on during Blood vs. Water. And Cassandra was, I think, in the casting for Blood vs. Water. And she was saying the story about when she saw Rupert. She literally turned around. She's like, fuck Rupert. I don't give a fuck about him. (laughs) Like, just brilliant. (laughs) It's so Sandra. But, um... I mean, I know it. I just, I, I'm speculating. I mean, you know, thinking back to your season, uh, Eve Rojas could it be the most random person in the world? Like, hey, everyone, do you remember Eve Rojas? I know, and everyone's gonna say what? <laughs> it's Wendy Joe, Joe, everybody. Wendy, Wendy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to do that. Oh, I want Jeff so. Prost to troll Survivor fans and just be like. We've got a survivor returning, and he's just going to like pull out somebody like, oh, it's Carolina Eastwood from Token Jeans, or just like the most random person that nobody knows who they are. Oh, that would be so funny. I don't, I don't know actually. Surprisingly, who it is, but I don't want it to be one of the five that have yeah, left. Same, I want it to be somebody new so bad. So I'm gonna like. I'll cross my fingers that it's somebody new. You got so excited during second chances. I remember, like, um, in the family visit when, say, Jeremy had Val come back, and um, yeah. you know, you had their family and you knew them. And it's like, I mean, I don't know if you remember back to Redemption Island when Boston Rob got to that point. And you're thinking, is his family member going to be Amber? And it ultimately wasn't. But like, you just you still got excited because of this prospect of a returning player that's not a returning player. So I, I'm with you. I hope. I so hope. That they're like, you know, and the, the one person that actually came to mind, funnily enough, and we talked about this person off air, I honestly thought it could be Cochrane, just because I know Jeff Probst loves Cochrane to bits. He's always there in a, in a reunion. Hey, here's Cochrane again. So, I mean, if I was to guess if it's a non-person from those five, and I would say it would be, yeah, Cochrane, uh, Boston Rob, Russell, or Rupert. They would be my four that I would choose from, just because they're, I think, the obvious ones. But, again... It could be. I mean, it could be poverty. I mean, we're discounting poverty. Poverty does work out there, doesn't she? For uh, was it Entertainment Weekly or that? So, I mean, she, they could just keep her around. Like, hey, he's poverty. Don't know. I know. Or like, what about Natalie? It could potentially be her. Could be. Could be. She was meant. She was meant to be on this season. So you know, I, yeah. I still. I still don't believe you, Kel. I think it's you. I think you're just holding out on us. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> just you wait until next week. Purple Kelly's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Game changer. Right there. First player to be brought back on a season without actually being brought back or there for a family visit. See? Game changer. Kelly Shin. Who, like... Are, are they, like, coming back to be a part of the game or just, like, coming back to, like, say hi yeah. and lunch with them? And, and, and even that reward aspect, like, I don't actually feel that would work because if this was an all-new player season, of course it would work. Like, if you're a new player and he's Rupert, fuck, that's brilliant. I mean, he was a reward on the Israeli survivor, but these are game changers, you know. Does Sandra? Who's Sandra honestly going to be impressed about? Like, if you actually think about this, Sandra is the queen. She labels herself at it. She's won it twice, you know, often regarded as the greatest player of all time. So in what world is Sandra going to be impressed with? It's Lisa Welchel from Philippines. Like, she doesn't give a shit. She's Sandra. <laughs> I, it really doesn't get much better. So <laughs> you have a really good point. <laughs> the only person, though, I think it would be Russell that would show up and then it would be like, oh, shit. Or fair play. Like, the two people but, that she obviously had those such big things with in both her seasons. Like, she always had that nemesis. It was fair play and Russell. So, yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Like, maybe they're doing it deliberately to irk Sandra. Like, <laughs> remember, Sandra, how much you hated Russell? Remember how much you hated fair play? Here's both of them. <laughs> you know who would be really fun, too, uh, is Jason from... Aubrey yes, yes. From yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. He, that would be fun, a fun return. I don't think it's him, but that would be fun. I actually, we there was um, a reality event in Maine this last July, I believe, and um, it's called Durham Warriors Project, and there were six of us survivors that went out there, and Spencer, there's another one, so Spencer was out there. Twyla, she's another great mm-hmm, player. Mm-hmm. Um, myself, Jason, uh, Matt, and oh my gosh, who uh, Nina? And so th- I got, I got to play with Jason, and we had so much fun. But it's like, damn, he's good at this game. He is straight one hundred percent entertainment, and despite like his what people say and the fans and the haters and everything else. He is a great person with a beautiful family that he would do anything for. He loves them to the moon and back. And he, he would be so much fun to see come back for another season. Mm. He is entertainment. When we were in Maine, he stood up at tribal council and just gave a straight lowdown to everybody. He's like, look and went off. And it was like, this right here, like, this is Survivor. And it was happening, like, mini version in Maine. And it was, like, it was so great. And so that would be a, he'd be a fun one to come back. Who, who won out of those six? Did, did any of you win? No. And you know what? Those little non-reality boogers started <laughs> voting us off. Wow. Those so bastards. that were voted off prior to the merge. And then they hit, like, all four of us pretty much, like, right away. Wow. So. Wow. There you yeah. go. There you I was the first on the merge. I was the first uh, first survivor. And then they Jason had, a, had an idol and he played it. And so he, he didn't get voted out before me. After me, there was another person that was voted out. It's like our, we're like a little trio. It's Kurt and Jason and myself. And we just like we just went balls to the wall with that. And it was like a survivor. 
it was exactly like Survivor, just in a four-day time period. It was so incredible to replay the game and the challenges and make the alliances and go behind people's backs. It was so much fun. And there's actually episodes on YouTube about it. I was going to say, are you being filmed? It. Like, are you actually, is it being recorded? Yes, there is. And if anyone's interested, um, I will post the link on my Facebook. But it is, like, so wild. If anyone's interested in Survivor, wants to see what it's like, it's a really fun show to apply for. So you're being recorded. They do episodes. It's, like, high-footage film. And you have confessionals. You have tribal council. It is awesome. Going to check it out. But there were some was really fun the drama was great absolutely check it out and uh, yeah it's in june this year i think you were saying to me before wasn't it is it is it yeah, earlier this it year is. yes it is and it's cold out there in june let me tell you i got down i think it was like in the 40s while we were there at night so you definitely you have to have a fire for sure and bob Crowley is the one that hosts it um on his property in maine and so it's really it's just really really fun there's a lot of survivors that go and watch and volunteer and um help out that aren't actually playing the game so for fans it's a great opportunity to see the challenges play um, experience the challenges and then hang out with of course, a really wild group of great people. And I got yelled at by Bob Crowley, funnily enough, at Reality Rally, the uh, the pit stop where uh, it was the Survivor one, where you had to do Survivor challenges, and I struggled. Mm-hmm. I was bad. I was doing a hanging puzzle challenge and completely stuffed up, but I had Bob Crowley doing all Jeff Propes, like, Ben's got to pick it up! And I'm just like, whoa, this is really <laughs> off-putting. Thanks, Bob. Um, it's a, a lot of fun. Maybe it's Bob. Maybe Bob's coming back. Who knows? <laughs> Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be fun? You know, during the first episode of this season, I heard uh, Jeff tell, actually Jeff Probst told Varner, he said, Varner, really slowing it down or something like that. And Varner's like, no, I'm not, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> like, all calm. Whatever he said, it was absolutely hilarious. I thought, oh my God, this is so funny. Bit- he responded to Jeff's criticism while he's trying to unlock the yeah. locks. He's got a bit of Penner about him. Penner used to do that a lot, didn't he? So, uh, Varner and Penner are very similar. Very similar. They're Great, great people. Now, um, we got some listed questions sent in. Of course, everybody, we get on this show for our Survivor Recaps. We put it out there on the Oz Network Facebook page. If you send in the questions there, of course, you can follow us on Twitter as well to see who we've got coming up, and we always appreciate your questions coming in to us. Now, we've got one here uh, from Patty Joe on Twitter. She sent this one in saying... Uh, I want to know if you guys, I assume she's referring to yourself, Kelly, and myself, uh, think Ty is playing for Brad and Sierra and not for his own game. Uh, She then adds, he's a sheep being led to the slaughter. That's an interesting question. You know what? Um, Ty, I was worried about him right off the bat in the first episode. The first moment I was worried about him is when the chickens went overboard in the crate, and I thought Ty's going to kill himself trying to save the chickens. <laughs> the second time I was worried about him is when Sari asked him pretty much a, a, regarding the conversation he had with Ozzy if, like, she should be worried or, if the, like, they needed to rehash it out, I guess. And... It Ty like had the pause, he didn't answer, and she kind of forced him into a corner. And 
he responded. And so I thought, oh, my God, no, Ty. Like, he needs to really get a strong backbone and play his own game. Like, he, he was... I think he's almost like trying to problem solve and make sure everyone's okay while he, and so he can be in the loop with everyone. And, um, he's just so dang nice. I think he's, I think he, yeah, I think he's going to be led to the slaughterhouse, which isn't a really good term to use with Ty. Since no, he's not really, we need, <laughs> we need to see you to pop up and give some money away or something like that. Yeah, I, I agree. I completely agree. I, I just, I mean, I like Ty, Ty again, I've never met the guy, but he does seem like just the nicest person. And, I think it does kind of, I mean, he just seems like a player who just plays the game just like how he is in real life. I think Colin and, and uh, Billy and Rossi last week talked about this. He just, he can't seem to take himself away from his personality to play the game. And I think, yeah, that leads people to kind of walk over him a little bit, which is, is sad, but I guess that's just his personality. I mean, there's plenty of players like that over the years in Survivor who, can't really differentiate between the game and their personality which is fine they're put on the show for a reason but yeah i I have to agree with everything that you said and kind of agree with uh patty's patty's question there thanks patty for that um now thanks that was a good one yeah exactly uh here's one here's from a familiar face uh i think everybody who knows survivor and survivor fans know this one and i know kelly you know this guy very very well Stephen Pickett says, why do you think you are one of the most liked Survivor players and persons ever? Is he talking about me? Yes. This is a question for you. This is directed at you. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love him. Oh, I don't even know how to answer that. (laughs) I really don't. Well, I'll answer it for you, Stephen, because she's awesome and amazing and everybody loves her too. So there you go. I think I just, like, I truly to God love everybody that I have been able to become friends with and talk to regarding Survivor. And I I am just so real. I genuinely care about so many of you guys. And the impact you've had on my life is something I will never be able to express or verbalize because there is no there is no amount that is sufficient. My life has changed for the better because of this crazy reality show. And it is people like Stephen Pickett that absolutely make my day. And he, he and I have become so close and it's without the show. I never, I never would have known him. And so I'm super, super grateful for him and so many of you guys. And I will say, I I had the honor of meeting Stephen at reality rally last year. And I mean, through kind of, doing Survivor Oz, I've, you know, obviously met a bunch of survivors, made great friends with Survivor contestants, but it's also the fan community as well. And anybody who was, say, joining the Oz Network from Survivor Oz, we really appreciate the fact that you've kind of followed across here. I mean, I've got questions here from people that I I know you just based on your name always popping up in Survivor Oz questions, but it's great to be able to put, like, the faces to the names. Like, I mean, Stephen, you know his face straight away anyway. I mean, he's wearing the overalls, you know, it's Stephen Pickett, great guy. Um, and just to be able to chat with him and sort of have a conversation with him in person was amazing. And yeah, it's, it's an incredible little community and people may be listening to the Oz Network and they're more into our movie episodes and more into our TV episodes, but they're stumbling across this episode. You might kind of watch Survivor casually and you're not a huge fan or you're a diehard fan coming across from Survivor Oz, but I, I'm the same with you, Kelly. I mean, the amount of people that I've met through doing Survivor Oz, I mean, legitimately just in the US recently at the end of last year, I'm staying in Survivor contestants' houses. I never thought this would be possible 10 years ago growing up on this show. And, 
you know, little things. Like, obviously, you know, my personal life hasn't exactly been fantastic in the last 12 months, but to have concern shown to me, like, yourself, you know, to, to have, you know, even reaching out to me and little things and that sort of stuff, it's... My life has changed too, so uh, I would fist bump you right now and say I completely agree with you. <laughs> an Aussie fist bump? Yeah, an Aussie fist... Yeah. <laughs> Aussie fist bump. I'll take it. Yeah, you'll take it. Yeah, this Survivor is a family, and it's just... We are who we are, and we all have our own personalities, but my my life has been completely shaped by this show and the people that I have met because of Survivor, and so for that, I am forever and ever grateful. I have my arms out, like, hugging the, oh, the air right now. Oh, <laughs> so we don't have the webcam Steven? anymore. <laughs> Steven, where are you? Come on. Um, <laughs> Isaac Brow, another guy we, uh, again, familiar names. Um, he asked a question, have you ever tried to go back to Nicaragua or any other jungle since your time on the show? <laughs> oh my gosh, this is funny. So I have talked about going back to Nicaragua and, um, I haven't actually made that happen. One of these days it's, I will, it's definitely on my bucket list. I would love to go back to the beach and I remember the name of the house that we stayed in, our Ponderosa, and I would love to go back and stay there and just kind of revisit that time in my life. Um, I would, I think it would be a little bit of some nice closure as well. When I was there, I don't think I realized the impact that that whole entire summer would have on my life. And so um, I'd like to go back and just try and soak it in a little bit, but I, I, after being on Nicaragua, I lived in Hawaii, which was very jungly. <laughs> and I think I went through a little bit of like a PTSD time <laughs> where any time it would rain, I would just like curl up. I felt like incapable of handling it. <laughs> I, would go on a hike with my college friends and I would pack an entire backpack of food for like a <laughs> one mile hike and drinks and everything. I was terrified for so long to be hungry. And even to this day, like I work, when I go to work, my entire work bag is like, it's not like nursing stuff. Like for my job it's food <laughs> and so like their survivor really has done a number on me um but I, i've also i've been to some very tropical places in the caribbean that i've enjoyed i love tropical climates i just did not enjoy nicaragua's at that time i was freezing and it was like soaking wet like fungus in my toes wet and so Going back to the jungle, being able to enjoy it on my time, knowing that it's not like a permanent thing that I'm going to have to sleep or live in has been really, really fun. There's a lot of beautiful places I've seen. Still yet to come to Australia yet. You know that invitation's there. The entire country <laughs> wants you here, Kelly. Come on. <laughs> <sighs> One of these days. We're a little bit far away. I actually, um, Jimmy, uh, we all, I think we all know Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. He got me a... Australia book that I've gone through, I've tagged, I've highlighted. So I've like started to plan out a trip. Good. I just, I just need a little bit of time off. And, now. and how long were you planning and spending in Tasmania, Kelly? I and mean, we're not exactly tropical down here, but we still exist. <laughs> I know. Well, actually, I think what I'm going to have to do is like pick you up and take you around with. Me. Yeah, I can. We can do that. Jimmy and I will we'll just take you around. We'll just we'll show you the country. However long 
in Tasmania. We'll do that. And then we'll just, like, pick everyone up along the way to join. You can do Tasmania in, like, five days. I mean, there's <laughs> not a whole lot to see. But, um, okay. Jimmy, actually funny. I mean, Jimmy's listening. Hello, Jimmy. He, I was with him this week. I was in Sydney. <laughs> and um, he actually sent me a message, I think, yesterday, just before I recorded this. And he said, like, if you... You know, because obviously I'm planning to come back to the States and hopefully you and I get to hang out. And he said, like, if you are with Kelly, I think, I don't even remember the date was, there's a, a rugby game happening in San Diego between the US and Canada. And, of course, Jimmy loves his rugby. So he's all like, you got to take <gasps> Kelly to the rugby to see USA versus Canada. And I'm like, okay, cool. If I'm there, we'll see how we go. So there you go. Jimmy's oh, wanting you to see the rugby. Yeah. I have a rugby hat because of Jimmy. Yes, he told me that, that about you. Yes. All the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and people say they'll ask me like a question about it, and I, it's like I don't really have the, any answers. <laughs> I just know that I love the person that got me the hat, and I really like the hat. So, <laughs> and then it leads to Survivor, and I'm like, oh, okay, here we are now. <laughs> there you go, simple. There you go, Jimmy. It's she I wears the hat. Think that, that sounds like so much fun. Well, we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. Thanks for that question there, uh, Isaac. Now our next question, kind of going on what you were saying there, Alex Lum. Uh, Alex simply asked a simple question, and I guess this is a question you've probably gotten 17,000 times since you played Survivor. I've probably asked it to you. I've had listeners ask this question to you on Survivor Oz, but this is the Oz Network, so let's ask it for the 1,701st time. Uh, Alex says, do you regret quitting the show? Well, like I have said the 17,000 times, <laughs> I think there were a lot of things that were not shown with my season or that episode, per se, but... Um, I think we all have regrets, but knowing like what was going on at that time with everything, you cannot have that. I that can't be one of my regrets. Actually, you know what? No regrets ever is what we're supposed to say, right? Exactly, exactly. There you go. Good answer. I like it. I would love like when I look back. I was twenty years old. I wasn't even old enough to enjoy the alcohol at the merge feast, <laughs> just to like give you an idea of this like crazy 20 year old out on an island, like not even knowing what I'm doing or where I am. So I think I would love the opportunity to go back and like show who I really am and what I'm really about. Because at the time, I did not know, I did not know Survivor at all all and that's sad to say and there's many people that are not a fan of me because I was not a fan of the show prior to being on it but Survivor has something that I have like grown to love and with each season I love more and more and so um, would I like a chance to replay yeah but I'd like to replay now when I'm 26 and really feel like I could I could, like, get it going on out there. There you go. Thanks, Alex, for that one. Now, final question. Another familiar name, Ruben Johnson. Uh, good question, this one, too. Because you're the OG at getting the shitty, undeserved edit, who do you think is getting the purple edit this season? I'm the OG. The OG. You are the OG at getting the shitty, <laughs> undeserved edit. <laughs> well, I want to say I kind of Andrea mm. or Sarah. I mean... They're really, like, they're there. I know they're doing big things because they're badass chicks. But, like, where are they? Mm -hmm. What's going on? Just like me. I was out there and I was doing some fun things. But, like, I was invisible. And so I think that probably Andrea or Sarah right now. I think, I'm not sure if we discussed this because I don't know if we had you on since Second Chances. But I'm pretty sure your record got tied uh, in terms of most in a row, I think Kelly Wigglesworth might have had eight in a row as well. Um, yeah, that's 
maybe that's wild. Yeah, maybe somebody can and send that into us to confirm that. But I, I think I mean you hold the record from the beginning of the game, but um, I, the OG purple. Yeah, edit. I mean again, okay. going back to that game changers reference there, Kelly. As I said, you are a game changer for the fact that you have a literal edit named after you. For God's sakes, like nobody else out there has ever had the the only thing that you can go close to is you can maybe say the Russell Hant edit because he got so many confessionals but um you have this whole thing built around the fact that you had the purple kelly edit and it sticks to this day i know i it's but it's something that's bittersweet it's funny because i'm actually like a complete chatterbox i have a lot to say and i think i'm really funny most of the time so i don't really know i think cbs like really missed out on that one but definitely definitely i've just that, that's, for, <laughs> that's for another that's time. for another time i've just quickly gone over really quickly i've got the confessional cancer so kelly wigglesworth went six in a row without confessionals um, but you Ooh. went six in a row from the beginning. Then you had your, um, what was it? The milking the cow confessional. In the oh, yeah, because don't we all want to milk our own milk? <laughs> That's it. That was in our intro on Survivor Oz. Eh? That's why I remembered it so well. Yes. <laughs> we uh, get to yeah. milk our own milk or something like that. Wasn't that your famous quote? Yeah. <laughs> that was, I'm very proud. That was my one famous quote. <laughs> I just, I love the fact that, like, when we get questions in, it's always about, do you regret quitting? And I suppose we didn't get any this, this time around about, do you still look forward to milking your own milk? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm, I'm just trying to keep it clean right now, yeah, okay? Yeah. I don't even... Again, it's the Oz Network, me. please. Um, <laughs> we're starting that Uncensored show apparently soon. Um, oh thanks, Ruben. Thanks, Alex. Nope, thanks. Trouble for spilling all the beans. Yes. No uncensored. <laughs> we actually we did do an episode on. We did do a Survivor Oz episode, which actually was really popular. We didn't ever do a second one. We did the um, the random secrets episode where we basically talked about things that weren't often talked about. And I just remember, I think it was Billy Garcia talking about things that you never want to hear from Billy Garcia. But it was actually rather interesting, like to hear yeah. all these things who else did we have on that episode it was billy kobe and i've gone blank on who our female contestant was on was that. it like a bunch of questions that people had for players that weren't necessarily appropriate well, yeah, it was kind of like because I, I guess kind of when i first started doing survivor oz you know you'd kind of talk to them about what questions people ask you and you know i'm sure you still get the oh do you really sleep on the ground how do you go to the toilet you know just like things like that so we wanted to do an episode kind of like that it was very much like uh-huh. these are the questions that maybe you don't want to know but you want to know at the same time and it was as as grossed out as some of the answers it was actually very fascinating um to hear it and I'm, I'm really struggling because we had three people on that episode uh, we, were, we were going to do a second one and Sandra actually was going to be one of our guests on that she agreed to do it um, but it's something that look you know we're a different format now but hey if we want to know about <laughs> going to the toilet and women's monthly things like sure then we can talk about that again but That's listen to the random question. secrets episode we talked about it so <laughs> They say, do you really not eat? And um, they say, well, where do you go to the bathroom? And then they, it's then third question is, um, well, girls will say, well, how do you shave your legs? Or um, guys will ask, where do you go to the bathroom? Those are like the mm-hmm. top, like probably questions. Kathy Sleckman. There we go. I knew it was Kathy. I was thinking it was Kathy. So we had Kathy Sleckman, Kobe Archer and Billy Garcia all on the one episode. And it's, yeah. it's fascinating listening. If it's still out there on the internet. Look it up. It really is 
fascinating listening to hear all those things. And again, maybe we'll do it one time because it, it just it also comes down to personalities. I feel because we're we're not going to get. Uh, certain people on the show who we know won't be that open, but when we get people like Billy, Kobe, and Kathy, we know they're not. There's no holds barred. Sandra, there's no holds barred. She just tell it how it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. It, the it, truth is out there. You guys have seen us at our worst. It's the least we can do. Yes, exactly, <laughs> Kelly. This is always fun. This is so much fun. I'm so glad that you could join us here on our new version of this show. Uh, it's been great chatting to you about game changes. I mean, I'm not even going to ask you. I usually ask questions, of course, like who's going to win, all this sort of stuff. We're just going to leave that open people can uh, just you know work that out <laughs> themselves but uh this won't yeah. be the last time we're going to be back on again and hopefully who knows the next time we chat and get you on it could be in person so thank you very much for joining us here today absolutely it has been a pleasure i always love chatting with you and i have so much fun and everybody next week we will be back with another episode recap we don't even know who our uh, contestant recapper will be this week because we want to keep it a surprise just like they're keeping it a surprise as to who's going to be returning next week in the meantime subscribe to us on itunes you know the drill just search for the oz network leave us feedback rate us we always like to hear your feedback and what you think of the show even if you hate us we, we admit we like to read those as well. Uh, and, of course, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and we will be back next week. Thank you very much for listening once again to the Oz Network, and we will speak to you when we speak to you. And in typical Tony fashion, ay, 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 I'm going to go look for an <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. <laughs>